Emily, I am so excited that you are here right now. I just want to tell um, to the people that are listening in their car or walking or at home, wherever you may be, I am here with a friend who I met on this amazing app called Clubhouse. At this point, I feel like we should all be getting paid from them because we talk about it so much. Um, But it is just a fantastic app. It is voice-only communication. So this is the first time I am physically seeing you in person and not in person, but on Zoom um, over video. But it's just so wild because we were just talking about how I feel like I've known you for so long. I feel like I know so many intimate details about you because that is what this app is about. And especially the rooms in which we met in have all been about mental health. And I think the first room was the one you came in that was mine, mental health story time, right? Mm-hmm. And who knows how you even found that. That's what's so wild about this app is you put in your interests and then people just kind of pop up from all over the world. Right. And it was wild because I think it was the first week that that I had done it. And then you had reached out and we started communicating. And there were so many people that slid into the DMs. And I was so overwhelmed. I was like, there's more people out there like me? Like, right? Wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've, I really loved this app for the ability to connect with more people and to connect people who might have always wanted to reach out to and haven't been very accessible, like someone in the public eye like yourself and someone could feel deeply connected to you and just want to share that and share space with you in a healthy way. I mean, you still have to be mindful just like any other social media app, I definitely find myself um, needing to just pop in and out sometimes or just not even on it. I feel my need to conserve my energy in specific times and I just honor that as well. But um, what's also interesting is that what this app did for me and I'm seeing for a couple other people's people People. Emily, we're having a good time. We are creating our own language. We're creating our world. Like this is the new time we're recording on this new, this new program. It is Mercury's in retrograde. Emily and I are already having way too many laughs for this morning. So yes, the peoples. The people, all of us. Um, it's highlighting some of our triggers that have been unhealed. So wow. a common root, yeah, a common root for for people have been. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. I don't feel included. And there are some rooms where the moderators are the mean mean girls and mean boys. Yes. Yeah. The king and queen. It's bringing up a lot of high school stuff for a lot of us. And very high school, very high school. And that's why you feel such a connection when you meet people that you do have these like-minded thoughts about and you've been through, you know, the, you know, suicidal ideations and you have mental health issues. And while everyone's story is different, right, because every story is unique, you still feel that connection where you're like, oh, wow, I found my people. And you feel like it's a family. Like we see each other 
in quote unquote see each other over our voices uh, a couple times a week. And it's just this magical experience. And I recommend everyone join it so you can hear more about all of our stories. But Emily, I mean, you come on this, this program, on this app, you have helped so many people um, open up, share their stories. You are also a holistic healer. And so you have also, on top of people coming on and opening up, and there may be triggers. And, you know, we've heard many stories about physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse. And you have come on here and just given this, this, this light and this energy to others where you're not over there doing woo-woo tricks on them and like, ER better, like I'm a magical person and like, here's the cure. But you are listening to people in a very different way than someone like myself who does not know how to be the, you know, healer of the training of the healer. I can just be someone that listens and shares my own lived experience. How did this holistic healing even come about? Very long story short, and thank you so much for the kind words. That means so much because it's true, it's like, true. Thank you. It. I still get nervous speaking on Clubhouse, even though people mm. can't see me. I get very nervous. Yeah, my I heart flutters, and I feel too. like I'm going to puke. Yep. Mm-hmm. I start rambling. I'm like, I yep. lost my whole beautiful train of thought, and I just I keep going. But thank totally you for forget. seeing me and acknowledging that. In one giant ball of rubber bands as a kid, I had no self-worth. I had no self-love. I had a lot of love for my family, but I was a little girl at five years old starting kindergarten a couple weeks late because I had eye surgery. So I'm coming in with a patch on my eye. Kids don't understand that. No. Except for one friend immediately came over to me, but that was... I had these big glasses. I, it was the start of like, I don't fit in mm-hmm. and I'm not accepted here. And I'm, I'm the weirdo. And I've since embraced that because I think we're all weirdos in our own way. And it's fun. We have to celebrate that. It is so fun to celebrate that. <laughs> yeah. But I had, I experienced a lot of bullying, especially with girls. Um, but in that same token, I tried to forced my way to be accepted by the cool girls and the popular Mm. girls and the cliques. And while I sought out love and yearned for it, I was bypassing the people that wanted to be my friend and and wanted to give me attention. And I, I looked back later in my life as I progressed on this healing path of like, Oh, I saw where I needed to put the pieces back together and mm-hmm. looked at unhealthy patterns that I was carrying. But just back to the past, um, along with that, I had multiple chronic illnesses, um, all in, it's interesting, all in my pelvic region and wow. my gut, which is the area of our personal power and feeling safe in the world. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So if we want to get a little spiritual and bring that in, I think this will help a couple people put the pieces together if they are struggling with health issues, Um, mind-body-soul connection. We have seven energy centers of the body, primary energy centers called chakras. 
and they each govern different parts of the bodies with different energies. So you have the root chakra at the tailbone, which is um, connection to the material world. It's safety mm-hmm. uh, financially, safety in the world, safety in your environment. You have the sacral chakra, which is the seat of your creative expression, sexual energy, sexual health, and life force energy, as well as your emotional body. And that's between the pelvic bowl and I'm sorry, the tailbone and the belly button. And then at the belly button, you have the solar plexus, which is confidence, personal power, all that fun stuff. And most of us in America suffer from gut health issues and imbalances. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I feel inspired to share this also connected to mental health. So mm-hmm. our mental health and our gut are very deeply connected as well. So everything really ties into everything else. And speaking of which, um, at the peak of my bullying and my hatred of myself and my health issues really starting to bubble up, my senior year of high school, I um, contemplated suicide. I was severely depressed. I really thought the world would be better off if I didn't exist. And that was really when my anxiety started um, creeping up higher and higher. I was on medication for anxiety, depression, ADD. Um, I was drugged up and nothing was getting better. Did you feel, uh, you know, I have my own personal experience with with medication and when I was, you know, mismedicated and I've talked about the story so many times, but it was what created suicidal ideations and all this stuff that I had never had before. Um, So did you feel almost completely numb? Do you feel that that was maybe the reasons why these these ideations had come about? Do you think that it, it, it almost enhanced the feelings that you were having? No, but I like that you asked that because I did feel numb in some sense of the term when I was on one drug back in high school. I don't remember what it, remember what it was, but I also lost a ton of weight being on it. It was no good. But since I was really little, I there was something inside of me that it didn't make sense for me to be here and not in a depressed mm. way, more of like a my soul is not from here. And I always felt connected, more connected with up there. Right. With like another, another being, another universe, another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, this didn't feel like my home. And And what's so funny is that you were so young and you recognize that it's not like you got older and you learned about it and you're like, Ooh, this is a hot topic. I'm going to jump on this and I'm going to do all this like voodoo stuff. Like, No, you knew as a child, this was not your home. And, you know, I talk about it all the time. Everyone needs to listen to children because children know more about the universe than any of us will ever know. There was a documentary years ago, I think on Netflix, but it was all about these kids who remembered their past lives. My husband and I just watched that. No way. Yes, yes, because I remembered all of my past lives and everyone used to always make fun of me and my mom was like, no, 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 she knows what's up. Like, she knows what she's (sighs) talking about. Wow. So you knew it. You remembered everything. I I knew it. And also to, on that same note, 
gender weirdly didn't make sense to me. And it wasn't in mm. like, I am, um, it wasn't a sexuality thing. It was just, I was very young and I, it was almost like I knew I was androgynous in my soul, right? but I had to now connect to, okay, I'm a female in this life. And what right. comes from being a female, which led into years later, connecting to my divine feminine and learning what that means, learning the energies of masculine and feminine and really loving my body, stepping into my body, healing my, healing my body. Right. And I'm still on that journey. Right. And that's so interesting that you felt that as a, as a child and, and not in a sense where you didn't feel comfortable in your own skin, like so many, you know, young children, you know, who are experiencing that they don't know what's going on, but they know that they're not meant to be a boy or they were not born a girl and they know in their heart of hearts. And I don't understand why no one will fucking listen to them. Right. But that is a whole nother episode that I can get into. <laughs> um, Cause I just have so many thoughts on all of that, of, of how insane that no one will listen to children and they know they literally know, let yeah. them live. Um, but that you couldn't connect. And I understand that because I truly believe in past lives that I have been a man and I can, and I can tell you when those were, you know, I truly believe that because I feel like I do have a very masculine energy. And it's funny because it's really cool that we're talking about this right now because I've heard, I was in um, a panel yesterday and I was hearing someone talk about how they didn't have a great relationship. And the way that the, the relationship ended was the husband at the time, now they're divorced, said to her, you know, you emasculate me and not in an emasculate where you put me down, but you emasculate me because you have such a male energy to you. And, and she said, I, I don't understand what's wrong with that because that's just me being strong and it's who I am. And I related to that so much because I am a very intense person and I do come across like very, um, not rough around the edges, but rough around the edges. You know, I, I'm very intense. I say it's Italian, but it's just very intense <laughs> energy, you know? Um, but I truly believe it's because we all are just one energy. And sometimes it's a, it's more intense. And that doesn't mean that it's a masculine energy. I, I don't even believe in masculine and feminine energy, if I, to be honest, because we are just energy. And I don't understand why that's not okay, just to be who we are um, and why we have to put in boxes. So it's very interesting that you are bringing this topic up of how you just felt you were a a being, not even a human. You just felt like a being. Right. And it's interesting that you said that too, because I I respect what everyone believes. Yeah, totally. There's no, there's no judgment here. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, So when people talk about masculine and feminine energies and, um, things that we notice in others, they're, they're, we are all one energy, but they're aspects of the energy that we possess. So in regards to that couple that we were speaking to just now, the one who felt emasculated was merely witnessing where within themselves they needed to embody more of their personal power and their confidence because we are all mirrors of one another. and. Mm-hmm that's where triggers often come in. If you're triggered by someone, 
we have to get to the root of what about them triggers me and what within me is being reflected back that I need more love. I need to heal. I need to get to the root too. So we need more self-awareness and personal responsibility Mm -hmm. now more than ever. How do you think that we can evolve to get there? Is there, I'm not saying there's like a tip that you have, but what, what do you see how we can evolve? And obviously not everyone's going to evolve this way. And I think that that's part of our problem with society is, is people push and go, well, it has to be this way. It has to be, you have to grow. You have to do this. There are some people that were brought into this universe and they are not going to do that. And that's okay. You just have to walk away and, and you can't fix everyone. You can't expect everyone to evolve and to grow and to get to this other, you know, consciousness. But for those who do want to do that, what do you think that, that, that we should do or how our mindset should be? That was a lot of questions. So <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's because this is the mo- I think the most important question. The thing is, what's happening right now in this world is that we don't feel safe here, and that's why our traumas are coming up. That's why we're consciously or unconsciously projecting from that space. So, like I said, self awareness is the starting point, and self awareness and the respect to meeting people where they're at and being willing to see them as a human rather than using verbiage and terminology like this person's toxic, this person's narcissistic, how is that going to help them heal? Right. They are acting and behaving in a certain way because they have pain. They have something unhealed and they have not been in an environment yet that promoted their healing that was safe for them to become aware of why they're behaving in that way. Um, And then really an an open-mindedness that everything we experience comes from our subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest issue is that there are people still saying, well, that's woo-woo and that's... um, it's bullshit. <laughs> very, very right. And it's like, yeah. well, if you want to keep believing that, you're going to continue to suffer. And I'm sorry, right. but you're not open to being helped. You're not open to doing the work to make your life better for you and the people around you. And um, I was really inspired. One of the reasons I was really inspired to reach out and connect with you too is because I, because television and film is such a mass medium and it pains me. It pains me watching some of my favorite things these days where there's a character who is interested in personal development Mm -hmm. and they're openly speaking to doing their inner work. Maybe they're talking about using crystals and there's another character that's mocking them. Mm -hmm. And this comes from the writer's room. I completely understand I can see this scene being played out and me even auditioning for this scene (laughs) in a past time. I do think that that is something that does need to change in this career. It does. And uh, I want to thank you for being a part of that because you're doing it. There are people like Kristen Bell and Zach Shepard who are more open about mental health awareness, which is beautiful. Chris Evans recently came out and said that, you know, he struggles with anxiety. Like yep. that's 
the Avenger. Yeah. And we need more people in the public eye feeling safe Mm -hmm. to speak about what they struggle with because everyone at the end of the day is a human being. We all need support and we need to stop feeling like we live in a world of stigma Yeah, because there are other people looking to everyone else. Like, can I come out now? Is it okay? Can I Mm -hmm. speak about these things? Can I get help for this? Most people are still suffering because they think they have to put on airs or it's not for boys, it's not manly to show emotion, like all this bullshit. We're slowly starting to see the decimation of the stigma and the taboo factor to it. But I just, I've always felt very, I felt deeply connected with all everything else that I was at it with as a kid um, to the film and television industry. And I never mm. understood why I just, I, I knew I had to be amongst that um, business. And I always felt that I was meant to bring light back to that industry and to support people and to just be of service. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And how did the holistic healing, obviously it's always been in your, in your body, but how did that come to fruition? How did this end up happening? Was there someone that inspired you that was like, okay, you know what, here, a light bulb bomb. This is exactly what the job is for me. (laughs) So again, as a kid, I was always watching things like the craft. I was very interesting. Love Feruza Balk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything. Oh my God. I was very into the witchy thing. Um, so it was never a far out thing for me to look into more metaphysical modalities. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's a pharmacist, but we've always used Western medicine in tandem with um, holistic modalities and alternative modalities, putting natural even before medication. Um, so that was a big part of my life, really understanding the balance of the body mind connection, even though I didn't know what that was, but I spent with the health issues I was struggling with, I spent years on every medication you could think of. I tried all these treatments to help me. I saw some of the top specialists in the country. I was only getting worse. Nothing was helping me. It wasn't life or death, but basically a prisoner of my own body. And right, right. After co- yeah, after college, it just got to a point of I don't know what else to do. But there was a local metaphysical shop close to my parents' house at the time. And I just started frequenting it regularly, just learning and befriending the people that work there. And that's when I discovered people like Louise Hay who often talks about you can heal your body, you can heal your life, Wayne Dyer, Mike Dooley, learning about manifestation. And um, there was a friend of mine who was into the crystal thing. And I do want to mention this. I feel like it's really important for someone to hear who's listening. When I first started this path of more of a spiritual path, I guess, I still gave my power away and believed that any healer that I went to, any crystal that I used would do the work for me and to fix me. When in reality, I didn't have somebody at the time who taught me, 
I have the power to heal myself and what to do to get to the root and to become self-aware and to utilize my intuition, which we all have to do just that. But fast forward to 2015, a lot of people around me were starting to talk about Reiki and I had had Reiki as a kid. I'm like, bullshit, didn't work, didn't do anything. Went to get Reiki certified just because at that time I knew if a lot of people talk about something, pay attention. Um, didn't do anything for a year and a half with it. Then it oiled, bubbled back up in my brain and went for my Reiki 2 certification. And my gifts opened wide up. And wow. I'm not going to lie, it was a little scary at first because all of a sudden I was channeling. I didn't know how to channel. And thankfully, I had my own healer and mentor at the time to guide me through it. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn very quickly how to protect my own energy, how to clear it, how to work with energy. And um, it's intense. And nobody tells you that it's a path that moves you even deeper, which mm-hmm. can include a lot more dark nights of the soul. A lot of, um, I always like to use the example, if anyone's familiar, if you're familiar with a tarot deck, like the tarot card, Mm-hmm. Just I know everything, everything falling apart and you want to throw in the towel and you want to quit, but you have to keep learning how to use your own tools and to you keep going. Grow. Yeah. And to evolve, but it's not all sugar coating love. Like it's all love. It's not all light all the time. And the people that are projecting that on social media telling you to just decide if you want Mm. something new and you can just have something new. But you got to do the work. (laughs) Exactly. I've decided many times and I'm like, why the fuck is it this working? Yes, yes, yes. And I thought I was broken because of it. So more of us, I believe firmly, more healers and more coaches need to be trauma certified or at least trauma informed to help understand why things aren't coming easily to people when they're just deciding or even doing any kind of manifestation practice. If they don't believe or feel safe in their subconscious that they can have it or experience it, they're not going to get it. They're going to bang their head up against a wall. And that's when mental health issues get worse. Right, right. When you have people like clients that come in, are there more clients that are mental health, um, come in for mental health? Do they come in for gut health? What is, is, what do you see the most? I would have to say more people that don't consider themselves spiritual have never experienced energy work and really just want to learn. I mean, I've helped all kinds of people. That's why so many people tell me to niche down. I can't. Because I can, you're like, it's not happening. It's not because you know what? I help people with everything and anything, and I know right. how to do it, and I know how to do it well. People who need support and right. they want to make their lives work for themselves. Ah, okay. Um, if I can actually put it down into one phrase, yeah. self worth. I love that. A lot of people recently, like the last couple of years, I've noticed our past versions of myself. Whoa. What do you mean? 
Like you see yourself in them. They're people who are mirroring those old chapters that I was in that I needed help and support with. And now I know exactly how to help them and get to the root. I mean, I can help anyone get to the root of what's going on, but it's, that's what it is. And people can't become a healer or coach overnight. You have to get to at least to a point of I've, I know the different perspectives and awareness of this thing, but also whatever comes up, I can hold safe space for them because what I also want to share very quickly. Yeah. Well, please. I have helped people where they have come to me for one thing and we go in and we, you know, get to the, start moving towards the root of what that is. Abuse can come up that they Mm. might've blocked out subconsciously. That happens a lot. I feel like for people, right. You have to know some, you have to know exactly how to take someone through that. Right. Right. And make sure you can help regulate their nervous system as well. And I think that that's a lot of problems as well. And I think that you and I have experienced this on, on this particular app is hearing people who will hop on a conversation if they hear someone talk about, um, you know, any sorts of abuse, right? Sexual, mental, physical, uh, and they hop on and they go, well, this is what you should do and you will be cured like this. And then they snap their fingers and they think it's going to be done. And every time I hear it, I go, I am not a specialist. I am someone that I say multiple times in all of my rooms. I am not a doctor. I am not a specialist. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I am someone with lived experience and that is it. And I'm not here to give advice, but I'm here to share what I do and, you know, maybe it's something you do or whatnot, whatever. Um, and I think that it is very dangerous when things do come up and people don't know to handle it or they lie and they pretend like they know how to handle it and it could make a situation even worse. So I think it's so important when you, you know, seek out a healer, you seek out someone who is going to in quote, out of quote, benefit you and, and heal, uh, for all intents and purposes, really do the homework to make sure that these, you know, individuals have some sort of a background and I'm not saying they have to be doctors, but I'm saying that they are trained in specific things where if, if traumas do come up, they're not bullshitting you. Right. And you're not left in a worse situation than you were before. Um, so I think it's really important for people to do their homework. And I, I always say that when, when anyone comes on my podcast, um, because I have been so blessed to have every single person that's come on really done the work before, you know, and, and I trust what they're saying and I've done my research to know it's great and really recommend it. Now for, for everyone who's listening right now, you are based in Los Angeles. Did I make that up? Right here in LA. Right. I, have <laughs> I have clients from all over, all over the world. And so do you do work like now because we're in a pandemic, right? Is it possible to do work over, you know, video calls and stuff like that? So the beautiful thing is energy transcends time and space. And if you want scientific proof, go to Einstein. He talked about this. So um, I, I stopped seeing clients in 2000. I'm sorry, seeing clients in my home in 2000. 15 after, or I'm sorry, 16, 
um, after I stopped doing Reiki, distance Reiki is still a part of my process and how I work with clients, but um, my work is sometimes uh, over a phone, most of the time over a phone call. If someone wants to Zoom, we can, but the thing is our eyes are closed most of the time. Right. But what I actually used to do, um, I would have my clients text me when they were about to go to sleep. And I would connect to them energetically because it would be a little easier to connect to them subconsciously. Their subconscious would be open. And again, like there is energetic and physical permission. So there's no funny business going on when you're connecting to somebody. This is very sacred work. And I take my work very seriously. Um, But it's just easier to connect to someone who um, is Is more energetically open when they're sleeping. Yeah. So you know, I, I did that a lot when I was, when I had clients in Australia, um, I worked with somebody in France. So it depends what somebody wants, but now it's really just a phone call. And it's the purpose of that is because I am bringing you into the process with me. I'm showing you exactly mm-hmm. what to do. So you can do this work on your own and you know how to heal yourself. This isn't about me fixing you. This is about a collaboration. You're a teacher. Yeah. And when yeah, I still do... struggle with the term coach sometimes. I don't right. I don't yeah. love it. it You're like, I'm just Emily me. and I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is me. And when you do, you know, the 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 type of healing that you do now, so it's like, we're not going to do it right now because some people could be driving and we're not going to do any of that, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to do this, but I'm just trying to get a sense of it. So instead of, the, you know, for people that don't know what Reiki is, Reiki is when you are going above the body, right? With the hands kind of movement. What is Reiki? <laughs> okay. It's a very good question. There's so, there are multiple kinds of Reiki, which I didn't know until recently. There are things like Holy Fire Reiki, a Sui Reiki. Um, Reiki is basically, forgive me for um, butchering the definition, but it's the manipulation of life force energy. I'm sorry, my brain is still. Nope, that's great. Works for me. Works for me. The simpler, the better. Thank you. I did the exact technical definition, is not on top of my brain right now, but. Um, you're connecting to someone's life force energy and basically opening up and shifting any stagnant energy in the body mm-hmm. and the energetic field. So I learned a very traditional Reiki, which, uh, yes, of course, was the hands-on or hands-off modality. But what was interesting is that I started getting a lot of clients who were distance and um, I would do the hand movements over a picture of them or just visualize them. And I was like, what the hell do I call myself now? Like I'm not seeing people on a table anymore. Right. And it just became intuitive, holistic healer. It's just so fantastic and fabulous that there's so many different types of healing. And, you know, I'm sure not everything works for everyone. So it's really exciting that you can try all these different ones and see which ones you connect with. The beautiful thing about energy work always works for everyone and there's always a guaranteed results. And, you know, there are many things that you cannot guarantee anything with energy work. You absolutely can. 
because when you're working on that level, you can't help but make a difference and hopefully make a difference for the better. I dub this work as like real life Hogwarts. Listen, you, my husband signed up, so (laughs) he, he loves anything, you know, witchery and wizardry and, (laughs) He is all about Harry Potter right now. Um, no, but he's a, he does energy healing work once a week. He always goes in. He doesn't physically do it, but he gets it done to himself. Yeah. And he is uh, more into that stuff than I am. And so he's introduced me to a whole new world. So it's really exciting for me. And so he was like, oh, find out everything from Emily. Like, what should I do next? You know, he's in the other room, like listening and like writing down. Um, but, but I, listen, I would love to do a session with both of you just oh my as gosh. a gift and a thank oh you. I am more than happy to share that with the both of you. Oh my gosh, you're an angel. So now please, we want everyone to come to you. And what's so fantastic about this is you can be all over the world. And I had no idea, which is even better because we have so many listeners that are listening right now to you and I from literally all over the world. So this is perfection. How can everyone find you? Uh, tell us everything. And I'm going to have everything at the bottom of the episode as well, but I just want to hear it from you so they know. Primarily Instagram at Soulful Alchemy, and that's with two M's. So Alchemy, I'm the Emmy in Alchemy. Oh, I love Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Soulful Alchemy on Instagram. My website is soulfulalchemy.com and same username on Clubhouse. I'm always popping into rooms. And for anyone who would just like to connect or experience a little bit about what I do without um, committing to a session yet. I host rooms in service. If you want some healing and support and intuitive guidance, make sure to follow me and pop into my rooms and um, we can connect and I can give you some some personalized channeled guidance, whatever you need. I am here for for everybody and to really just support and give back. Well, you are an absolute, uh, I would say earth angel, but you are not from earth. So I'm going to say another <laughs> dimension angel. Um, and I am just so happy that this connection happened and, I know that so many people who are listening right now, you have just touched and I I just, this helped me a lot. And I just, I love everything about you and your energy. And I just knew it listening to your voice over the phone. I'm like, I got to talk to her right now. She has to come on the show. Um, So thank you so much for doing emotional support. I really appreciate it. I just, I, I, what you do is so special and, and people need to learn how to heal and how to heal themselves. And you are doing that every step of the way. So thank you so much, Emily, for coming on Emotional Support. Emotional Support.